0: Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And
1: I'm Hannah Harshey.
0: And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast.
1: And this week we are discussing Michigan's 45-23 win over the two ranked Ohio State Buckeyes in Columbus, Ohio. Harley Marie Johnson. We did it.
0: We did for the second year in a row. I still am processing it. Because it seems like such a surreal experience after, you know, going to college for so long and watching them lose year in, year out, to now beating them back-to-back for, like, the first time since, like, 1999 and 2000. Like, we were such wee little lads and lasses at that time.
1: It's so surreal. Yeah, we literally, like, for the longest time, I was like, I can't imagine ever beating Ohio State. Like, it was just wasn't something I could process. And then we haven't lost to Ohio State since we graduated college, which is weird. Mm -hmm. And also, like, J.J. McCarthy's comment that, like, this current team, all they know is beating Ohio State. Because, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. Michigan didn't play Ohio State in 2020. And then we – Michigan beat Ohio State last year and this year. Like, Michigan owns this rivalry now. Like, it's flipped on its head. Nothing is the same from when we were in college thank goodness Mm -hmm. because like this is just so much better this is the era of Michigan football that we were like begging for when we started this podcast
0: Mm -hmm. especially like we talked about it a lot in like our earlier episodes and how like Michigan had graduated like multiple classes that went all four years without um seeing their team beat Ohio State and if you were a freshman what in 2021 like JJ and Donovan like you haven't seen Michigan lose to Ohio State and that's like crazy to me how there are students at the University of Michigan along with JJ and them that haven't known what it's like to lose to Ohio State every year they're back to back right now
1: almost better just because I'm petty is there are students Mm -hmm. at Ohio State who have never seen their team beat Michigan like they have that experience yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's just a Heisman contender and
0: C.J. Stroud couldn't beat Michigan. That's crazy.
1: It's so surreal.
0: <laughs> Wild to think. And then, of course, like my first question that I have to ask for you, and to probably you guys have been considering this since Michigan won on Saturday. But which game did we like more, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two?
1: That's so hard because this year was a more decisive victory. Like, there Mm -hmm. weren't as many excuses in terms of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things went in Michigan's favor, which, I mean, they were both Mm -hmm. decisive victories in terms of the score. But I think last year a lot more things just went in Michigan's favor. This year a lot of things went against Michigan, and they still dominated. So that was really nice. And also second year in the row is, like, cementing. It's not a fluke. It really is a turning point Mm -hmm. in the rivalry. But also that first year when I had not seen it, Like, I was there in person, had not seen that in, you know, as long as I could remember, had not even, Mm -hmm. like, entertained that possibility all season that Michigan could beat Ohio State. Watching that and, like, seeing the fans storm the field, I was too scared to storm the field, but, like, seeing it happen, (laughs) seeing that excitement, I think that tops it just because I was, like – Not there this year, but I think this year is more like, okay, it's solidified. Like Michigan owns this rivalry. We didn't get lucky one year. This is a turning Mm -hmm. point in the era of Michigan football that we're in.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. And I think a lot of, I was seeing a lot of people like discussing it and how like 2021, it was like almost a like relief, you know? It would, it will always just hold like such a like, solid like place in my heart because it was like that moment of realization like oh my goodness we're actually going to beat them I, w- I was sobbing I was sobbing so much during that like win last year and I think at this this game like you said it was just it felt so much more like dominant because you know it was a beautiful day beautiful like it's like the temperature would have been like a perfect for like you know an end of November game and you know Michigan was fighting for it and honestly I was nervous at the half because you know 2018 we were down four or five points after like chipping our way back when things weren't going right and we're like okay okay you know second half second half and then obviously we saw what happened in the second half in the 2018 game and I was really nervous and I was like okay we can't let this do it again like we cannot you know I can't have my hopes up too high and it was just such a well-executed game of football in the second half. I mean, we've been saying this for, like, so long now, like, Michigan is a second-half team, and... Oh, man. If there was anything, like, that was an indicator that this team is, like, a national championship contender, it was that final 30 minutes of the Ohio State game. And I think that just elevated this game to a different level for me. I didn't cry. but I did feel that like sense of relief and I think it's just more of like shock at this point because I'm just like, I can't process it as much as I was able to last year. But I think when we finally got over that like proverbial hump in 2021, it was all just like, okay, I got to get back to Indy. I got to go do this. I have to go watch them like win the Big Ten Championship and now I'm like, oh, we're doing this again. Like, we just copy and pasted it, but like somehow did it better. <laughs> and like you said I, this is our new normal and it's like really hard to like process that. Like all the fruits of everything.
1: Our labor. Harbaugh, we like, personally put yeah, our, not our labor, tears but Harbaugh into this like, rivalry. made the
0: changes. <laughs> yeah, Harbaugh made all the changes. And you know, looking back on it, if anything that I learned from like watching this game was like when people were like saying like negative things about Don Brown, I'm like, okay, They're so right. (laughs) Like, this man refused to do anything to change. And, like, you could never see, like, a second half adjustments, like, the way that, like, Jesse Minter has been doing it. And it's just... It's been incredible. I'm like, wow, we really... Harbaugh really did all the things necessary to get Michigan to where they are right now, especially after the 2020 season. And, like, we have benefited so much from all those decisions because for Harbaugh, like, we had that whole... Episode of like, here's how to like, here's how you should update your resume because you should be. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay, maybe he heard yeah. that podcast and was like, you know, <laughs> he's like, I don't Okay, I guess we gotta make little some changes around here. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta make some changes around here so things like actually start to like work and we've, we've done it. Like you said, it's not a fluke anymore, you know, two for two. So let's keep rolling.
1: Absolutely. Um, let's move into Around the Hand and Harl. Uh, this will probably be a longer episode than usual, but I think that's okay because I think every Michigan fan is just craving as much content as we can get about this team this week. Um, at least that's yeah. how I'm feeling. So,
0: well, we will. And like every, like the average Michigan post Ohio State podcast is like a minimum of like two hours long.
1: Yeah. And have I been listening to them? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Um, Harley, do you want to go first with Around the Hand and Harl?
0: And I can. It's not going to be, like, super, like, reflective of, like, what we normally do, because we were discussing about it before uh, we started recording that, like, I don't really know how to, like, summarize everything that, like, happened, and so I'm just going to give you, like, what is this, like, four bullet points that were, like, my favorite parts of the game. Okay. Whenever so, you're ready. Like if you don't, then like I don't think there's a point in timing it because it's obviously not going to be like remotely close to a minute. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> <here> <laughs> I'll time the it things. anyway. <laughs> okay, sure. These were my favorite plays um, from the game on this past Saturday against Ohio State. Obviously, my number one was the Mikey uh pass breakup in the end zone that kept Ohio State from scoring a touchdown in the second half. They had to settle for a field goal which was the only points that they scored in the final 30 minutes. And it was just such a beautiful play. Like, if you watch the video, he's, like, on the other side of the field. He, like, sprints to the other side. And then, like, the dude pretty much, the high state player, had it, like, pretty much in his hands. And Sanders still just comes in and just knocks it right out, forcing the incomplete pass on, like, third down. And... I've watched it so many times since then. because It's so well done. Um, and obviously it was like his idea about like planting the flag. Um, and I couldn't, he had such a great game. Uh, I also like the Yabi-Oki sack against CJ Stroud. I it looked, like the one that like looked a little iffy on like being a fumble or not. It's just a beautiful play. But that's also because, you know, love trying to get sacks against our rival and then obviously the Donovan Edwards part one and Donovan Edwards part two. And specifically in the postgame pressures when they're like, tell us about like your touchdown. And he was like, which one? Legend for that. <laughs> just ripping off like a 75 yard touchdown and then an 85 yard touchdown back to back was just so beautiful. Especially because all the issues that Ohio State had against us last year were specifically around our run game, and they, like, hired, like, a new defensive coordinator to, like, try and, like, figure out a way to, like, stop Michigan's offense, and we just blew them out of the water again with the same strategy and everything, and (laughs) jokes on them, I guess. But that's Uh, all I have for our little summary.
1: Okay, that was actually, like, two minutes and two (laughs) seconds.
0: (laughs) I didn't think you were recording that. (laughs)
1: um a lot of those things you mentioned i also have like at various points throughout this episode so don't worry we'll be coming back to those um
0: excellent please provide your summary instead of just my bullet point list
1: mine is like a summary that like includes intermittent intermittent bullet points
0: excellent whenever you're ready
1: okay So the first half was a little iffy, and I literally wanted to turn it off so badly. Blake Corum did, in Mm -hmm. fact, dress for the game, and they tricked us fans, and potentially Ohio State fans, into thinking he was good to play, but then he had just two carries for six yards, and he was just not okay, so he didn't play anymore. Donovan Edwards had a literal cast on. Um, Michigan was down a field goal at the half, and I really wanted to turn it off and watch Mocking J Part 2 because I've been really into Hunger Games lately. <laughs> but then in the second half, I this is where I get into bullet points because I don't really have the words to describe the second mm-hmm. half. So um, J.J. McCarthy's 45-yard touchdown pass to Colson Loveland opened up the half. Then Ohio mm-hmm. State punted a total of three times in the second half because Ryan Day's a scaredy cat and doesn't know how to go for it um donovan edwards two touchdown runs were for 75 yards and 85 yards um there were two interceptions from taylor upshaw and macari page on back-to-back osu drives the final score ended up being as we know 45 to 23 michigan embarrassed ohio state at home And Ohio State has no excuses this time around. They can't blame the weather. They can't blame the flu. They can't blame Michigan's run game, even though that's not really an excuse. They can't say, well, next year you won't have Aiden Hutchinson. They can't say, well, next year you won't have David Ojabo. And next year you won't have Hassan Haskins. We don't have any of those people. And we still won. Michigan owns this rivalry. The end. You were a minute and 31 seconds.
0: See, like, we knew, like, this was probably just going to be a loss on both parts for the two of us.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of, like, There's an inflated no way. episode.
0: <laughs> like, literally no way <laughs> to, like, summarize the beauty that we saw. Um. But, you know, moving on. Do we have... Maybe, you know, for the Glows and Grows at this point, Grows, can I can just give it to, like, myself and the fan maze and everyone that was just, like, harping on... know Michigan's passing game JJ obviously like brought it up and it was like everybody else did is I think Roman and a few other receivers like in his little vlog were like people were saying like oh Michigan's like pass game is this and they were pretty much our saving grace in this game especially because we didn't have Blake Coram so if we're gonna take the L it's gonna be us for doubting that Michigan had some stuff up their sleeves especially regarding like the talent that they had um, in the receiving room, and J.J. McCarthy, and I'm glad they made us eat our words because it was beautiful on both sides of the bowl. Um, and oof, they really had something up their sleeves, and I don't really know if I have anything to, like, specifically say um, about this team and what what more they need to, like, improve upon because I was very satisfied by the performance that we saw.
1: I have a glow and a grow. Oh, so you do grow. Okay, um, my glow is JJ McCarthy. Um, just mm-hmm. in general, it. I guess I'll give it to our receivers as well. The pass game in general. I think mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. Okay, I need to be careful how I word this. I'm not glad Blake Quorum mm-hmm. was out. I wanted obviously Blake Quorum is my favorite mm-hmm. player on this team. Sorry Harley, we have to share him now. Like I don't know who else my favorite <laughs> player would be. <laughs> um, uh, it's so easy. Running backs are the best, and Blake Corum is the best. Um, like, yeah. I wanted him to have his Heisman moment so badly. I also genuinely am mm-hmm. so glad they made him dress for this game, even though he was clearly unwell, just because I mm-hmm. literally don't think I would have watched it. I would have forced myself to watch it. But if I had known he wasn't going to be in, I would not have thought that Michigan stood a chance, like, at all. Mm. Because I had zero confidence in Michigan's past game. But the thing is... um. Wait, am I going with? But anyway, J.J. McCarthy and our receivers just really impressed me. And so I'm somewhat glad that they had a chance for it to just be J.J.'s game and for him to have mm. that freedom to throw the ball and make those deep passes and keep trying, keep mm. at it, because they had no other choice. They had no running backs. Donovan Edwards was also injured. He was in the game, Um, clearly. He was very much in the game, but he had a cast on. Yeah. <laughs> um, So, like, the fact that... Michigan was finally forced to open up the pass game because they couldn't rely on Blake Corum. I think was somewhat Mm -hmm. of a blessing in disguise because I don't know if Michigan would have ever like discovered for themselves or like JJ would have had a chance to step into himself and like have a game to himself Mm -hmm. where he could just shine. Um, His confidence, like his attitude out there, his body language, like it was like this was his game and he hadn't had that chance Mm -hmm. before because they'd always been running that more conservative style of offense that was really successful and really good because Blake Corum's a fantastic running back and JJ McCarthy was great with that. He had no need to just be a stud. Like he was humble, he was okay with handing it off like drive after drive and he was still out there smiling like he was okay with not getting a chance to throw those deep passes and then when he did get the chance he wasn't always successful, but I'm really mm-hmm. really glad that there was a game where he was able to step up especially because now I have no idea what Blake Corum's Um, injury looks like for the postseason. But now that we've opened up the pass game, if we have a game where Blake Corum is at full strength – again, I don't know if this is possible – but if our run game and pass game are both on the field at the same time, we are by far the best offense in the country. Like, I don't (laughs) – I just – How can any defense plan (laughs) for a full-strength Blake Corum and a J.J. McCarthy Mm. who has the confidence to throw? Like, they – Nobody could stop us. that That's like the best Ooh. offense in the country. So now that wow. we have. Like, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I have no idea. I'm very confident about this team. So my, my glow okay. goes to it our pass like, game. Wow. <laughs> um, my grow goes to mm-hmm. Ohio State's defense. Um, They also (laughs) underestimated our past game, and they thought if they Mm -hmm. could just stack the box and force J.J. to throw the ball, then Mm -hmm. we would have no choice because, like, you know, they thought – I mean, like to be fair, I thought this too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If J.J. McCarthy was forced to throw the football, then, you know, we would have – Michigan would just be completely, like – unable to score, let alone the fact that Michigan stopped their own run by like having no running backs left. Um, but the thing is, Ohio State's secondary is like not good. And they just kind of like didn't mm-hmm. really have a secondary this time around because they, like they were just like focused on stopping the run. So every single time that someone got past all their defenders, like they just kept running. Like, <laughs> the defensive back could not cover any of Michigan's receivers. Like, the way that mm-hmm. they they planned for Michigan's offense was just so underestimating Michigan's pass game, and I just want to laugh at them, even though, like, I also underestimated Michigan's pass game, like I said, but, like, I'm not a defensive coordinator, so I'm allowed to do that, and mm-hmm. Michigan was forced to make explosive plays, and they did. And now Ohio State fans are whining and saying that Michigan only won because of explosive plays. And it's like, yeah, because that's what your guys' defense forced them to do. They had no other choice. So that is that.
0: That's such a lame excuse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe somebody like, actually said that.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, to obviously be fair. want to
0: reiterate all of the glows that you had because – and then, you know, the defense as well. Um. Yeah. I was um, working in tandem with an offense to outscore Ohio State in the second half, twenty eight to three. You can't ask for a better half of football. Especially against like, you know, the number two team in the country. And again, like it, it probably just like running the riding the high of like this game, but Michigan like looks so good against a team that's supposed to be like one of the best in the country and I I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to hope, but, you know, at the same time, the way that they looked, they could be anybody. And
1: I know. And, like, that didn't I really... I don't know what that
0: means. I don't know what that means, but... And, and I don't really care
1: that much. Yeah. Like, this we, we time really last had, year... break like, it down
0: into, like, a little bit. Georgia obviously has, like, a really good defense, but we already met a really, really good defense in Illinois, and we we're still able to find success in that. And... I think again, if I maybe I had a second crack at Georgia, we could probably like overcome it. Um, but that's thinking like really far in advance. Obviously, we're like focusing, the team is focusing on you know winning the Big Ten championship first. But when you know the CFP rankings just came out, Michigan's obviously in the top four, um, and just looking at everybody else that's in there, I was like Michigan could beat anybody. Just based off their performance on Saturday, I was like they can beat anybody.
1: Yeah, and I did not no, feel that no way. What to do with that
0: information? This yeah, time last year. Like, oh, I'm just glad to be here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was 100% here, just you know? glad to be here. Like, two days ago, I was like, oh, I'm just glad to be here. And yeah. now, <laughs> especially ever since I really had that epiphany about, like, if we have J.J. J. McCarthy's arm functioning and J.J. J. Mm-hmm. McCarthy's legs functioning and Blake Coram's knee fun I mean, that's different because it's injured, but, like, you know, <laughs> sometimes choking and then sometimes um, being injured are, like functionally the same um, but like if everyone's like body parts and like brain parts are all firing on all cylinders <laughs> there is not a defense mm-hmm. that can scheme for both of that because you there are only so many defenders on the field you can't have like you can't like it just doesn't work that way in my non-football knowing brain but i don't mm-hmm. know i think i i don't think i'll be like I don't think there's any way this season can end at this point where I'll be sad or, like, heartbroken, I guess. I'll still be sad if Slash One Michigan loses. But mm. I'm more optimistic. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Harley said, like, literally this time last year, we're like, I'm just happy to be here. So.
0: Really, though.
1: <laughs> um, go I'm here. <laughs> do you want to move into... Okay, so for two truths and a lie, like everything this episode, um I couldn't like find anything I wanted to lie about because I just had so many things I wanted to tell the truth about. Specifically <laughs> yeah. for me, like from my like data analyst, aka Carrie, he like sent me a whole list of things and I was like, I don't wanna lie about any of these. I just wanna tell the pod. So I think we're just gonna like share some truths. Share some truths. Okay, should I go first? I think you should. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, four players from Ohio have committed to Michigan since Friday. Three players have committed since the Ohio State game. The Ohio State president (laughs) resigned. Um, Michigan, up until now, had never won in Columbus when both Michigan and Ohio State were ranked in the top five. Um... Uh, Ohio State hasn't beaten Michigan since 2019. Mm. Ryan Day is nearly halfway, or no, is halfway to dropping 100 points on Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, or hanging 100, I guess I should say. That was Carrie's yeah, wording, yeah, but yeah. hanging 100 is the proper verbiage. Cool. Um, that is the actual quote. The third shortest touchdown of the day for Michigan was 69 yards. Um, 530 yards of total offense from Michigan and 349 of those yards came on five plays. That's exactly what I'm talking about when I say that the way that, uh, Jim Knowles, Ohio State's defensive coordinator, like, mm-hmm. set everything up. Michigan was forced to make explosive plays. Like, they had no other choice. They couldn't keep doing the, like, you know, Blake Quorum runs, driving it up the up field the slowly and <laughs> methodically. They, like, mm-hmm. They force us to make off, like, explosive plays. And that's, like, when you run that style of defense, you hope that the team isn't capable of making explosive plays. But if they are, you're screwed. And Michigan was making explosive plays. Therefore, Ohio State was screwed. Um, Mm. But first time in series history that both head coaches have losing records in the series. Um. Okay, Carrie sent me a bunch more, but I think, like, that's enough.
0: <laughs> Got the, like, the gist there. Yeah. Those are, like, way more in-depth than mine. Okay, what are yours? I <laughs> so I had... Michigan had fewer first downs. They had 16, and Ohio State had 23. But again, that's obviously just, like, indicative of, like, being able to, like, score multiple touchdowns without, like, necessarily needing to, like, move down the field. Like, obviously... <laughs> Donovan oh. Edwards, two touchdowns, like, did not require a first down. They just scored, so. <laughs> um, I thought that was – well, it's a truth. um And then, you know, Mike Sanders <laughs> the truth. was, has, was like, planning on, like, planning the flag at the 50-yard line, and he did. <laughs> Michigan's 530 total <laughs> you, yards. Harley, your
1: fact just now is huh. he was planning on it, and then he did.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You're okay. Welcome. I mean, I guess like he said in like, he was, he was like, it. I've
0: been thinking about it for like, since like January, and then he was the one that like actually did it.
1: Oh, okay. I guess that's that
0: explains <laughs> 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 um, it. It's just like a fun fact to know, you know? He yeah. was planning on it and he got to do it. No, that's um, so true. she's 500. 500- <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Michigan's 530 total guards um, was the most of any Big Ten team this past weekend. Um, And 45 points was the most allowed by Ohio State all season.
1: That is true, because Ohio State had beaten every opponent by double digits up until the University of Michigan football. Did
0: Carrie have the fun fact that Michigan beat Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State by double digits this year?
1: Um, I don't know. He had like a really long one. I didn't read it. <laughs> that might have been it, it might be that one. Well that's a
0: fun fact. <laughs> um,
1: Ohio State went three for three on third downs on their first drive. After that they were two for thirteen on third downs. Oof. <laughs> oh my. Michigan had really low rushing yards <laughs> in the first half. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I don't have an exact number. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, negative four. Even. Goodness gracious, Michigan. <laughs> okay. Superlatives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to give our diaper um, dandy of the week?
0: Um, yeah, our diaper dandy, uh, two weeks in a row, I believe, goes out to Colson Loveland, our freshman tight end. Um, his <laughs> one received for 45 yards led to Michigan's go-ahead <laughs> touchdown in the second half, which really just kind of kickstarted Michigan's pummeling of Ohio State, um, and it was super duper dandy. So shout out to Colson Loveland for two weeks in a row being the diaper dandy of the week.
1: Honestly, so dandy. Our vibes to the vibes <laughs> so award. Um, so this week the we had team. to, <laughs> yeah, like we had to kind of divide it into <laughs> thirds. So a little slab oh. of the award for each of the try. So someone gets vibe someone gets
0: the, and then somebody gets the vibes.
1: Yeah, no, that's so true. Okay, so the vibe okay. goes to J.J. McCarthy. Um, I already mm-hmm. mentioned, like, J.J. McCarthy was honestly a warrior in a garden out there. And might I say, C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. was a gardener in a war. Um CJ Stroud did not Spin. impress me in terms of, like, his vibes. <laughs> so, okay. um, so, whatever you guys say about CJ Stroud, I just, like, I thought he looked kind of like a scaredy cat out there. He looked, like, Ooh. um kind of like a timid fawn. Um, I don't remember who he, who used to be a timid fawn. There used to be a Michigan basketball player we would describe as a timid fawn. Um, hmm. But, yeah, no, I thought CJ Stroud... Truly, if I could describe it with any metaphor, I would say he looked like a gardener in a war. And J.J. McCarthy looked like a warrior in a garden. Um, (laughs) That being said, I have a quote from Jim Harbaugh. Um, J.J. McCarthy could have been like, hey, I'm J.J. McCarthy. I'm a five-star quarterback. I'm not here to hand the ball off. Never. He'll do anything for the team. He'll block. He'll run down the field and block for a running back 50 yards down the field. Do anything for the team. Put his shoulder down and score a touchdown at the goal line. Now he's a legend. Um, I think that quote about Harbaugh really sums up J.J. McCarthy. If I could critique his quote, I would say also add that he like loves smiley faces and that he like loves to smile and meditate. Mm-hmm. But I also just like can't help contrasting J.J. with C.J. Stroud because I think none of that is true about C.J. Stroud's performance in this game. Like, I don't think he's willing to hand the ball off. I think he's like, no, I'm a throwing guy, so I throw. I also think... Ohio State was scared of Michigan's front seven and they just wanted Michigan or Ohio State to get rid of the ball as soon as possible because they had their sweet little timid fawn CJ Stroud and they didn't want him to get sacked um yeah anyway we can give out the next vibe the vibes
0: (laughs) so the owner of the the of the vibe the vibes was Donovan Edwards he earned the um big 10 offensive player of the week um, probably just based off of his performance in the second half with those two monster rushing touchdowns, those are the longest, he broke the record for, like, the longest touchdown, rushing touchdown against Ohio State with the 75-yard rushing touchdown, and then broke it again with his 85-yard rushing touchdown. Um, he ran the ball 22 times for 216 yards, two touchdowns, um, he had two receives for nine yards, um, and because obviously of putting up and just try and guess the math here like some 140 yards between two rushing carries he averaged 9.8 yards a carry Um, and you know he did all that with like a broken finger thumb. so welcome back donovan Edwards we missed you um and thank you so much for vibing the vibes
1: yeah also, like um, little, I f- we forgot to give an award to Kalel Mullings, but like shout out to Kolel Mullings for like mm. pulling his weight in the running back room. That was like
0: very impressive. That little like toss that he
1: had. Yeah, um, did you I see mean, my like the tweet toss award
0: goes to Kolel Mullings?
1: Beanie um texted me. She's like that looked like Hannah trying to throw a football. Like little do you know, Beanie? I've been doing a hundred throws and a hundred catches every day. Um, but I. So you totally on. could have made that play. Yeah, I,
0: I so could have I'm made really that. I'm really glad play. That, that play like worked out because like if it didn't, people would be like, ew, what was that play? instead <laughs> yeah. of being like, that was legendary.
1: <laughs> I would have been so mad. Because apparently that play was designed for Blake Corum. So
0: So he so Blake Corum would also like have to do like a little like jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jump and toss.
1: <laughs> um side note of like me being able to play that. Um mm-hmm sam like as in brother um mm. <laughs> introduced if us. another sam but okay <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just like letting the audience know that sam is my brother um oh, okay cool <laughs> on thanksgiving he introduced us to this really fun version of like two-hand touch football where you're not allowed to run Ooh. you just have to power walk and it's so fun <laughs>
0: do you have any receives
1: um yeah i'm the stats where's the stat both for that Okay, so, um, I'm, I I don't want to admit this to you guys. I'm really bad. Um, I'm really good at my, at catching the football when we're just kind of standing there throwing it, but as soon as you bring in those, um, walking routes, I'm done. (laughs) Walking routes. (laughs) I also just can't power walk that fast in my fuzzy Birkenstocks. (laughs) Um... Okay, oh, moving on. <laughs> the Vibes Award, which is the third of the Trinity of the Vibes, the Vibes Award, goes to our defensive mm-hmm. coordinator Jesse Minter. Um, it is his first year as Michigan's defensive coordinator, and he is a Broyles Award finalist. I think he should win. That's for um, mm. the best assistant coach in college football. Um, mm-hmm. Just thinking of like what we had in mind for this defense before the season started like obviously losing aiden hutchinson and david ojabo like it was really like it would have been really easy to write this defense off and i think a lot of people did especially Mm. also with like a first year defensive coordinator like this defense was starting from scratch Mm. um more or less i Mm. and um now michigan's defense ranks number two in total defense number three in rushing defense and number 11 in passing defense that is really impressive. The days of Don Brown are long gone and this era of Michigan defense that makes adjustments and defends is quite mm-hmm. lovely. And please don't leave. Please don't leave. Do please it. don't leave. Oh my gosh, <laughs> don't even put that in my brain. Because <laughs> obviously
0: like to add on to like the last of Aiden and David, like we also like lost mike mcdonald who came in with his first year and just like absolutely like elevated our defense to like the standings that it had in 2021 and i have just remember at the beginning of the year being a little bit nervous on behalf because obviously we lost a lot of key players and then we obviously had a new defensive coordinator and we're just going through that again just being nervous but like he has not missed a beat and i've been really impressed with what he's been doing with our defense um and I think it's safe to say that everybody else has the same feeling as well. And I think, that just like you said, he's super de- deserving of this award, and I really hope he wins, and that he does not leave. <laughs> Please, like, give us another year.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. minimum. Do not leave. Um, <laughs> unless, like... So if
0: you listen to this podcast, don't leave. Unless <laughs> John
1: Harbaugh has, like, another one of those guys up his sleeve. <laughs> Yeah, but like, there's another, like, If next year Jim comes in and he's, like... raven. Actually, the original story was that John had told me there are three guys and I can take my pick. Oh, <laughs> so um, okay, I'll give the next one because I realized I didn't, like, actually put in the award who it's for.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, I was like, what does this mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Good Job Award, which I really should have thought of something a little more creative, but the Good Job Award okay. goes to Michigan Secondary. Um, Ohio Ooh. State, like has had no, like, their receivers have been able to just, like, receive all year. Nobody's been able to keep up Mm. with them, and that's because they have probably the best receiving core in the country. Um, Little did they know, Michigan secondary could keep up with their famous, delightful little receivers quite well. Um, Specific Mm. shout-out to Michigan safeties, Rod Moore, RJ Moten, and Makari Page. OSU's Mm. passing game was limited like we have never seen before, and we love... Michigan's DBs for that, thank you. So good job. The good job award goes to you.
0: Yeah, I also like to add it. I need to like make sure that I like don't botch his name. But I believe it is. um, Let me go double check on that. Because our five-star freshman Will Johnson was in this game, and he. Yeah. Okay. So one of like the honestly, this kid, like, blew me away, and I was, like, super impressed, Uh, um, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, wide receiver for Ohio State, um, basically perfect on the season, like, anything that, like, CJ Stroud, like, throws to him, he catches, and it's, like, like, obviously, I don't know if it's, like, right on the money, you know, um, he, like, does not, like, have any, like, drop passes, it's crazy, um, and I believe Will Johnson was, like, guarding this man and did exceptionally well only allowed like one touchdown from like the number one receiver in the country and you know that just means that our defense um has a lot of potential moving forward so i just want to add him in there as well for the good job award
1: good job (laughs) um our favorite play award we can like joint share this one harley because I know it's your favorite play, and I think it's my favorite play. Is it my favorite play? It's your favorite it play. It is my favorite play.
0: I would not have at the uh, outline here that is definitely my favorite play.
1: Yes. So the Mike Stain still pass breakup that Harley mentioned in her Around the Harl. So Mike Stain still was covering Amika Igbuka quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. which, like, that was a guy that CJ Stroud was going to be targeting quite a bit, especially with Smith and Jigba out. Um and this specific pass breakup, Mike's name as Jill is, like, you know, a little bit, like, a few feet away. And when – I'm trying to, like, visualize this – but when CJ's job threw the ball – St. Ristil starts like running and he goes up and like slices it right out of Igbuka's hand. And it's also just like so cool to see the contrast because Igbuka is like twice the size of Mike St. Ristil. And Mike still like runs over, like gets there like just like he's going so much faster than Igbuka is, knocks it out of his hand, and it was like the most beautiful pass breakup of all time. Like genuinely of all time. Um and this is a it's quote
0: such a good defensive play.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful. So also good. like
0: so clean. Oh my goodness. I love it so much.
1: I know every time Mike Sandra still like comes near the football, um, good old Gus mm-hmm. and Joel say this, but just for those of you who don't remember, Sandra still was a receiver <laughs> last year.
0: Like this is his oh first my God, year that's on defense. So many
1: times. Yeah. You can always like I mean th- this is like any team of any sport, but you know every player what the little line is gonna be <laughs> as soon as it shows them um okay
0: i went back to find my little like fun fact stat about will johnson and it was he has only allowed one touchdown this year against 377 snaps
1: holy wow that's a lot as a (laughs) five-star freshman will johnson is also a diaper dandy um oh yeah toss him in there I liked this. I don't know
0: if it was, like, specifically against, like, OSU, but th- those were his numbers, and that's crazy.
1: Yeah, that is crazy. He's awesome. Um, Back to Sam Russell. <laughs> Just for, like, one more moment. Specifically because,
0: this quote.
1: Yeah, this quote made me chuckle. Okay. Um, so, Michael Barrett, like, a fellow Michael. They're all Michaels, by the way, No, Mike Sam is definitely all, a Michael.
0: They all achieved Michael status. They
1: all achieved Michael status. Um, Even Mike Morris, even though he, like, yeah. Um so Mike Michael Barrett was saying of St. Ristel, he's got that dog in him. And Harbaugh concurred. Mm. Dog, disciplined athlete with grit. He does have that dog in him. No doubt about it. Harbaugh, <laughs> why the acrostic poem? <laughs> he wants to be us so bad.
0: Oh, it's probably because they had to like explain what like dog meant. That's and what it Harbaugh means, like, to, like,
1: just to him. Create
0: an acrostic poem to like remember what, yeah, <laughs> the explanation was. <laughs> but like in his own like lingo, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Disciplined athlete. That is so like Harbaugh's lingo.
0: No doubt about it.
1: <laughs> um, Harley, do you want to do that? I almost just called you Harbaugh. Um. Harley, that's close enough harley harbaugh um
0: go ahead and like
1: we have like quite a few superlatives here that like we did not give but rather the big 10 gave because a lot of michigan's players and coaching staff won accolades with the big 10 awards so here we go Mm -hmm. harley take it away kick that off number
0: one uh big 10 coach of the year jim harbaugh the uh
1: yeah yeah so true um. <laughs> um. I guess this award isn't from the Big Ten. It's just like Jimmy. It's just like a fact. Um, first twelve and season since nineteen ninety seven goes to Michigan football. Hooray! Yeah.
0: Okay, you can do the next one. Uh, winner of the Achieved Michael status, um, is edge rusher Mike Morris was named. Uh, the Big Ten Defensive Lineman of the Year. And um, he leads Michigan with 10.5 tackles for loss and and 7.5 sacks. Uh, And... Would you like the next one?
1: Along with Michael. Sure. Along with Michael Morris, that is. (laughs) Um, Mozzie Smith (laughs) and Michael Morris made the first team all Big Ten defense. Uh, Mozzie Smith is, as we know, extremely strong. Um, he also has 44 tackles and one sack on the air. But, like, we know he's very strong. <laughs> mm.
0: the Big Ten kicker of the year is no other than mustache money Jake Moody. He's 26 of 32 on field goal attempts and has made all 53 of his um, point-after attempts.
1: Yeah, honestly, you, like, can't. Like, think enough about how much we love Jake Moody. Let's reflect on that. Although he did miss a field okay. goal in the Ohio Missed State game, but it didn't matter. So, like, what, 57
0: yards? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could have done that
1: either. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I don't like, think most people couldn't have done that. <laughs> I mean, like, Jake Moody's job is to do things that most people can't do. But yes, that being said, like, most, like, kickers, like, <laughs> NFL, college, or otherwise, that. could not do that. Correct. Um. Okay. This one is a bit more somber, <laughs> I think. Um. And like appreciative though. Yeah, and like full of gratitude in the spirit of Thanksgiving.
0: Okay. Um, and the holiday season.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like holiday cheer and goodwill to men. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thank you award goes to Cade McNamara, as we somewhat expected. I mean, honestly. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone was really saying it, but also no one was too surprised. Um, Cade McNamara has entered the transfer portal. I I hope he has, like, I don't know. It's kind of hard because, like, he won't, like, there's nowhere like Michigan. <laughs> um, but I hope he has a great career somewhere. I hope he, like, I hope his days as a star aren't over. Nobody at mm-hmm. Michigan has, like, ever said anything negative about him. I mean, like, from within the program, the players all love him. He seems to be a great mm-hmm. leader. He obviously led Michigan to their first time beating Ohio State and their first Big Ten championship in – well, first mm-hmm. Big Ten championship game win Same ever. First time ever, beating Ohio yeah. State in, you know, for a long time. In, in so, <laughs> Nothing but positive things to say about Cade McNamara. It kind of, like, played out, I guess, sort of how we would expect. Like, J.J. McCarthy, we knew he had a higher ceiling from the beginning. We probably didn't know he was going to take mm-hmm. over – this quickly but it was a matter of time before jj mccarthy took over and we're still like the fact that caden mcnamara led us to the season he did like a michigan Mm -hmm. legend um wish him the best yeah and all that stuff
0: of course i emphasize everything that you just said and maybe i'll go like sit through the video of him saying what if we won out one um not the first time in my entire life. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. all right. just because you gave me the permission. I'm not going <laughs> to. Wish him the very best, and I'm really kind of upset that like the last time we like got to see him before he went down with injury, people were like booing him, and I still think that's so disrespectful, especially like for everything that he did for our team, and obviously all of the players were coming out on social media yesterday when it was announced that he was entering the transfer portal, and just like showering him with all sorts of like compliments and um, uplifting messages and like how everything that he's done is like a leader and like a friend and it was a very wholesome moment and um I think that's just going to translate really well into like a different locker room wherever he goes and wish him nothing but the best and really 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 appreciative of everything that he was able to do for us last year um because you know Even though Jonathan James McCarthy himself had a great game against Ohio State, um, Cade McNamara, (laughs) a team led by Cade McNamara made me cry, so (laughs) he's got that edge.
1: Honestly, I'm, like, reflecting and reminiscing.
0: Yeah, it's all positive. Cade really, like, put his heart and soul into, like, making sure that, like, we didn't go down in fiery flames for another year in a row like he took a two and four season salvaged it in a way that was unfathomable and gave us everything that we like hoped and dreamed for like the entire time we were in college and maybe i should go buy his jersey before he's gone
1: (laughs) i think like cade mcnamara and jj mccarthy might be two of the only quarterbacks in recent like memory of michigan football where michigan fans won't like like laugh and roll their eyes to think about them
0: <laughs> and if they ever were to
1: i'd beat them up like, hey, it d-
0: yeah
1: i mean yeah, i guess like laughing and they're rolling their eyes isn't really like, a thing <laughs> i'm like trying and to like, be
0: like that is straight disrespectful <laughs> don't do that
1: <laughs> but also kind of weird <laughs> like, like if i was like, like kate mcnamara and someone's like ha 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 and rolled their eyes, i'd be like are you okay <laughs> But I guess, like, okay, if you saw someone out and about wearing, like, an O'Korn jersey, you'd be like, huh? But if you saw someone out and about wearing a McNamara jersey, you'd be like, oh, hey. And if you saw someone wearing a Spate jersey, you'd probably be like, huh? And a Milton jersey, (laughs) you'd be like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And a Brandon Peters jersey, you'd be like, huh? Who else am I missing? (laughs) I
0: don't know.
1: I think that's it. But then, if you saw like a McNamara like- or McCarthy jersey, you'd be like, "Aha!"
0: Uh-huh. I would be like, "Oh yeah."
1: Oh Patterson, I I do see Patterson jerseys sometimes, but honestly, when I see them, I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> Okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Moving on. I also, before we move on from superlatives, shout out to our offensive line. You have been so solid all season. You have given JJ so much room in the pocket to run 500 feet around before doing anything. Um, Could not ask for a better offensive line. I love you. Um, Also, yeah. I was. I looked back at my notes to see if I like had written anything down about our offensive line, and I had <laughs> literally just written, "I love our offensive line."
0: That is so true. Just, I. Do you mean the like Joe Moore semifinalist offensive line? No, Joe Moore award winning.
1: Harley Johnson. Oh, did they win? Last is that year. Announced? Yeah, you're Gus oh, and Joel's lead Every oh the, oh yeah, they're a finalist this year. Last year, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I so see. What I was like, okay. I was like, wow. I can't breaking news. <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. Okay, is there anything else you want to talk about from this Ohio State game before we move on to previewing the Big Ten Championship game?
0: Um It was cool, fun, fabulous and i'll probably rewatch it again sometime soon
1: me too have yeah. you watched the um like bid uh fox put out like the or maybe it was btn someone put out like the cinematic highlights like there's the regular highlight reel that's like Ooh. a highlight plays and then one of them puts out like the cinematic highlights which is like the like artistic highlights and i watched those not too long ago
0: oh nice
1: Highly recommend.
0: Oh, I guess we have to, like, discuss, like, the two things that, like, we were told to. Which are, like, the Roman Wilson um, vlog and... Oh, so true. ...the Michigan TikTok. Okay, so... I don't really know, like, how to, like, discuss the TikTok other than, like, if you're on the internet, it's funny. And if you've seen anything from TCU or the Buffalo Bills, you'll understand why they did it. Yeah. But then TCU is also like you're copying us, and I'm like you're just copying the bills. So, what is truly happening
1: here? <laughs> oh, that's a good analysis. Thank you. And then Roman Wilson of, like, memes
0: that like old people won't understand, but it's very funny.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like it's just like Gen Z humor, which is just like weird, which is like my humor. Like I'm very much Gen Z, but it's like you can't really explain it. It's just the He's vibe. very much like I've watched it so many times.
0: When <laughs> I saw it was released, I was like, "This is hilarious." But yes, and then the other aspect is Roman Wilson put out like his initial video vlog like a few weeks ago, and then he was like, "Should I do another one?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, me." And he so he did like a special episode for um, Ohio State Week, and I'll let you do that since you just watched it more recently than I.
1: Yeah, I mean like vlogs from football players have a special place in my heart because that used to be like the main form of like content I consumed.
0: I really you love vlogs.
1: I loved, but like you have, like
0: a whole vlog era.
1: Yeah, and but like so specifically watching like Juju Smith-Schuster's vlog channel. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like really into his vlogs and then like Baker Mayfield had a vlog of the day that he won the Oh no! It was the NFL draft, Um, and I would watch that one. Draft videos. Yeah, Yeah, I would watch. Oh yeah, I would watch DJ Wilson's draft vlog. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of an expert in the genre, so I do think I'm equipped Mm -hmm. to critique. Um, It was good. I don't like. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 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 It was just like ten minutes of, okay. Well, I guess. It starts with Roman Wilson waking up in his apartment that's full of anime posters, and then he's like, time to go to practice, and then he's like, can't film practice, and then like they get on a plane and go to Columbus, which, like, those were not the same day, so now I'm confused. Um... But then they go to Columbus and then they like he shows clips that are like from TV. And then he goes into the locker room and this is my favorite part because you can see all the behind the scenes and they're so happy and it just reminds you that this football team is just a bunch of kids who are like happy to win. And I love to see it. Um I really recommend watching that part because it's just fun to see them all chatting in the locker room. And then they go home and then they go to the hockey game and everyone's like, Hail to the victors and then he's like, Thanks for watching. Um <laughs> subscribe
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good summarization thank you and they're around the hand um, <laughs> yeah. for the roman wilson vlog
1: um <laughs> yeah so i guess like that fulfills our duty to discuss that um yeah <laughs> Michigan's playing Purdue in the Big Ten Championship this week. Also, shout out to the Big Ten West. You get a surprise just for being you. (laughs) The Big Ten West really stayed true to itself this year, and I admire that. Because, like, honestly, there's no Big Ten West out there besides the Big Ten West, and they stuck with who they were.
0: It was so funny, especially watching like Iowa just fumble away, returning to the Big Ten championship after like somehow stringing together a bunch of wins and then just having no offense and being burnt by Nebraska was just hilarious to watch. Ah. And then of course, you know, that happened and Illinois needed Indiana to beat Purdue, which Indiana put up quite a fight. But Purdue, like, really came back in the second half, and so, like, didn't really amount to much for the Hoosiers. And so it was kind of, like, a tall order to ask um, Indiana to beat Purdue in order for <laughs> Illinois to get in. And then, like, their head coach is a little salty about it.
1: Yeah, because, because he's Brad Bielema's just, like, a salty man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. And, uh, so we get the spoiler makers. Um, and I hope they don't spoil us because it would make me very sad.
1: Um. Were you rooting for anyone in particular in the Big Ten West? Like I know some people were like, I want Purdue because they're like we haven't played Purdue yet, and I'm like, and we haven't eh. played Purdue in like
0: years. Yeah, it's been a minute.
1: Um, but then like I saw some people saying that they wanted Illinois because that's the only team that we didn't blow out, and they're like, I want a chance to prove it, and I'm like, eh, not really. And then some people I didn't
0: have fun watching the Illinois game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but like like Purdue a redemption tour. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Mm, um, yeah, I'm good. And. I personally I'm, wanted Iowa I'm, just because I thought it'd be so yeah. funny because if Purdue and Illinois had both lost this weekend, then Iowa would have just been back in because there's no one else. And yeah. I thought that would have been such a funny no. outcome. All
0: Iowa had to do was beat Nebraska. No,
1: but if Nebraska if Iowa had lost to Nebraska and then Purdue and Illinois also lost, then both Iowa would have
0: yeah. been back in. <laughs> And I really wanted that. That's like what I truly wanted it to be. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. But yeah. Um. So Purdue. Some tidbits um, on Purdue.
1: Yeah. Some tidbits. They love trains. They went to the moon. Take it away.
0: (laughs) Michigan's favorite by sixteen and a half points. Um, Purdue uh, finished their regular season eight and four. They were six and three in conference. They beat both Illinois and Minnesota when the two of them were ranked, um, in during the season. Uh, and their four losses were to Wisconsin, Iowa, Penn State and Syracuse. Uh, the Penn State game was like their first game of the season. It was super close. They honestly should have beat Penn State in that game. Um, Syracuse is also a close game that they blew. Um I think they're a pretty solid team out of the West, especially because of how chaotic all of them are. Um, they were honestly, like, my standout well, this season. There were a lot of games that they should have won, and I think their record you know, doesn't really reflect, like, how good they are. Um, Aiden O'Connell, I believe, is a six-year senior or something. Like, it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Why are on? Big don't Ten West the exact story football along. players always so old? <laughs> Probably because they're all grad transfers. <laughs>
0: He's had, like, a really, like, solid season for uh, the Boilermakers. Um, he'll be Michigan's a main thing to try and contain this weekend. Um, but and we'll see um, how he'll be. He did lose um, his older brother um, over the weekend. And that's going to be really tough um, for anybody. So um, keep that in mind. Do not be mean to anybody at Purdue. Um, they're going through it and i think this will be a great game because obviously i don't remember the last time we played purdue um it's been a a while but i fully expect that a lot of people will be traveling there again obviously it's probably going to be pretty heavy on purdue since it's in indiana but um it should be a good game i'm excited and i hope we win the big 10 championship again
1: me too we won't be there this year, but it's okay. <laughs> Carrie was C- Carrie's going, and he was like, "What if this is the last time Michigan makes the Big Ten championship in twenty years?" And I was like, "Okay, but like more likely, this is the second of a twenty-year stretch, so not worried." Um.
0: <laughs> I was like, "We went to the first one, so I yeah. think that's like more meaningful it was literally like the first one that they went to and the first one that they won." So
1: yeah. Um, also I just thought I'd share this tweet that I just saw from Patrick Barron Mm. Um, after the game TJ Guy a Michigan player is waving at Ohio State recruits and yelling don't come here (laughs) (laughs) they were so funny and on that note go blue (laughs) go blue yeah